So hello everyone and a really warm welcome to this uh, practice period. And yeah, whatever time of day it is for you, I hope uh, you can have a sense of this, the opportunity of this, this time, this period for practicing together. And as we do on retreats at Gaia House, um, we would like to dedicate this period um, after lunch, UK time, to the cultivation of metta. Uh, so I'll just put the word for those who are unfamiliar with it in the chat. Um, my guess is that most people here will have encountered this word before and uh, may even have uh, an established practice around this orientation of the heart, which sometimes is translated as loving kindness. So that may be how you imagine this practice, loving kindness practice, how you think of it. Um, more accurately, actually, the word metta really means friendliness. So in, in Pali, the word mitta or mitra in Sanskrit means friend. And I've really appreciated Christina's encouragement to think of this as about friendliness, which feels more informal and more doable than, and a bit more kind of down to earth sometimes than loving kindness, which in certain situations where things are really difficult can be hard to muster. But friendliness, uh, or as we could say, befriending, befriending, making friends with our experience. We could think of it also in terms of goodwill, so wishing well to ourselves, to others, as opposed to wishing ill, wishing harm. Warmth, just a basic kind of warmth, uh, a friendly warmth. Uh, some of you will have heard me refer to Pema Chodron's translation of it as an unconditional sense of humor. And it is this kind of willingness to meet experience with, with a smile, with, with a warmth, with, with a kind of a, a, an open-heartedness, a willingness that's, that's uh, practicing coming into relationship with this experience. And <clears throat> really this is indispensable on the path, both you know, the path of practice and we could say 
kind of the path of living a life of some degree of well-being. Uh, a famous Tibetan teacher in the 19th century said, to try to meditate without kindness, without metta, is simply to inflict hardship on yourself, simply to make things more difficult, you know. And we could say that, you know, to try to live without kindness is bleak, isn't it? It is bleak. It's, it's, uh, things don't flow without kindness, without friendliness. <clears throat> and as we'll be reflecting uh, later in the retreat, mindfulness and kindness are just so inseparable. They're so closely related. Um, the, the Buddha thought of metta as, or spoke of metta as, as a kind of mindfulness. And also described this along with other qualities such as enjoyment that we spoke about last evening or compassion, equanimity, as really the best homes for our minds the best homes for our minds. So uh, places that it is most helpful to naturalize as the kind of basic orientations of our hearts and minds. The Buddha said there's no better way of being in the world than the way of kindness. <clears throat> And, you know, maybe we can, as we kind of sit here together, just kind of acknowledge our own experience of the truth of that, if, if that is how you experience life, that, that really kindness just makes so much sense, <laughs> makes so much sense as an orientation in life. You know, the, the Buddha also said, when life is so hard, how can we be anything but kind? And we know that when life is hard, often kindness isn't the first thing that comes to us and to our hearts. You know, often when life is hard, when Vedana, when feeling tones are unpleasant, what comes up instinctively is aversion wanting to push it away, wanting to get rid of it, wanting to um, eliminate it in some way, wanting to blame it or blame ourselves. And aversion to the unpleasant, we can sense really just basically all of our most difficult mind states and experiences, aversion plays a really key role in doesn't it? You know, anger, fear, anxiety, judgment, shame, regret, bitterness, blame, hatred, cruelty, you know, dissociation in the, in the kind that makes us numb to other people's feelings. Aversion, you know, has many different flavors. And the Buddha taught metta 
not just as a pleasant home for the mind or the best home for the mind, but also as a medicine, as a medicine, as a medicine for the many different uh, kinds of aversion. Especially the kind of root aversion that we call fear. Yeah, so many of the flavors of aversion actually have fear as an integral part. And the Buddha, it's said, taught uh, his most famous teaching on, on metta really as in response to monks and nuns going to a, a forest to practice and coming back afraid of ghosts and tigers. And, you know, in our day, in our time, ghosts and tigers take all kinds of different forms, don't they? And we probably all sensed the effects of fear, collective fear, at, time, at times over the last few months around the pandemic. And we can sense, you know, how hearts close, how other people become threats, how it's so easy to get into thinking that is them and us, very divisive thinking, that, that our behaviors can become more avoidant and kind of uh, objectifying of people. And, you know, so understandable, all of that so understandable because of the levels of fear but also, you know, kind of so corrosive of a sense of well-being, so corrosive of a sense of connection, so corrosive of a sense of compassion and mutual support and care for each other, uh, as well as for ourselves. And you may well have had the experience of going out and about uh, during the pandemic and also exchanging a smile with people or just a hello, you know, or just asking a shopkeeper how they're doing and feeling the kind of the way in which just that kindness reconnects, you know, just an exchanged smile with a stranger on the street, you know, can shift the mood of the heart, can, can soften something, can open something, can remind us of our humanity and can be such a little gift in the life of any of us when we're afraid. <clears throat> One of my teachers, Kitisaro, talks about being a meta sweeper. <clears throat> so, you know, going into public places and really trying to kind of have an attitude of friendliness and metta and, and to be just friendly. <laughs> uh, whether in spoken form, but or, or just in attitude form, you know. The underground in London, uh, haven't been on it for a few months, but you know, it's a place where often there's a lot of aversion, as some of you know very well. And 
just a great place just in one's mind to be wishing people well rather than buying into the the kind of general sense of contraction and fear and you know and not liking and so really in any understanding of a life well lived and certainly of a sense of well-being or kind of growth on the path of practice and of awakening kindness is indispensable it's really um, needs to be a daily orientation of our hearts of course uh, we may not always feel kind and it's it's important you know to to see this practice um, and cultivation of kindness as being about something actually more fundamental than feelings which is intentions attitudes uh, you know behaving in a kind way even when we don't feel kind is still a cultivation of matter to still a very skillful cultivation of matter you know we may feel really frustrated with those in our household or our workplace and just to choose okay i'm going to act kind even when i don't feel kind this is a real contribution and the practice as as most of you will know just involves as all dharma practice wisely involves it feels like starting where it's easiest starting where it's easiest and expanding from there and so we start in this cultivation of metta with the people or with the situations where it's easiest to feel a sense of goodwill and friendliness yeah and uh kind of gradually expanding, gradually expanding. As many of you will know, there are different categories in this practice of um, benefactors, those who we feel goodwill towards, people we naturally uh, feel a, a friendliness towards, the self, uh, more neutral people, more difficult people, uh, and then potentially all beings. And this practice doesn't depend on getting through that whole sequence every time we do it at all. It, it really, there's a lot of wisdom in going slowly through the categories and really cultivating the, the felt sense, the, the kind of embodied sense of metta where it's easiest and then you know just gradually expanding um, and that's how we're going to, to practice today and tomorrow at this time uh, so we may or may not get through all the categories and that really doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. uh, now uh, some of you will have very established practices of this and an invitation to use this time this sitting 
um, and tomorrow's sitting, just to deepen in your own practice of this. You may have ways of working with words or phrases or working with visualization or with a kind of more energetic or kinesthetic sense of metta in the body. Uh, and that's really, really fine, really fine. So please feel free to do this in the way that you know and you find fruitful. I will suggest some phrases um, as one way of doing this. Um, and feeling free to play with this, to find what feels helpful, what's most useful to you. Um, But let's, let's move into a time of practice with this now. And with this particular practice, it's so helpful to feel relatively comfortable so that one's not got, one's kind of minimizing the unpleasant Vedana that are around that might trigger reactivity or keep the mind feeling a bit contracted. Of course, if it's also you've just had lunch and you feel sleepy, uh, you may want to just make sure that there's uprightness as well as restfulness. So you may even want to stand for this practice, but just finding your way. And so helpful with this practice, as with all practice, to let the body be the arena, let the body be the, the ground for this cultivation. The felt sense of the body sitting here now. And grounding as a way of deepening that felt sense, supporting that. Embodiment. And providing a foundation for sensing the whole body in this moment. So why don't we follow the Buddha's encouragement, breathing in, sensitive to the entire body. Breathing out, sensitive to the entire body. Breathing in, calming, allowing the bodily formations or activations, any sense of agitation that's present or difficulty that's present. Can breathe with it rather than brace against it. So breathing in, calming, the bodily formations, breathing out, 
calming the bodily formations. Letting the breathing soothe and smooth the nervous system just as best you can. And as some of you will be very familiar that the practice of enjoying can be one of the great portals into this quality of metta. So seeing, can there be enjoyment in the sense of the body sitting here, breathing? Just a gentle appreciating of the steadying quality of feet, seat. The nourishing and releasing qualities of breathing in and breathing out. And seeing if the awareness that feels the body sitting, standing, breathing in this way can be friendly. We can sense how allowing, spacious allowing is a dimension of friendliness. Just like enjoy is a dimension of friendliness. And so really taking time deliberately to incline the awareness towards a friendliness to your experience right now just as it is. And one of the most integral perceptions supporting matter is the perception of safety, relative safety. And so you might just like to let the word safe rest on your breathing moment by moment. 
just as a gentle invitation to the body and the heart-mind to dwell in whatever level of safety is available right now. Maybe it's helpful just to remind yourself of the safety that's really here for you in this moment. We could lean into thoughts of unsafety. Instead, let's lean into sensations of safety. Grounding, enjoying, breathing, spacious allowing. Please feel welcome to translate these words into your own language, your language that feels closest to your heart. You might like to use a phrase, may I be safe and well. May I be safe and well. May I be peaceful. And if your experience in this moment doesn't feel especially safe or well or peaceful, you could add the phrase in the midst of this, in the midst of this, in the middle of this. May I be safe and well in the midst of this. May I be peaceful in the midst of this. May I live with ease and with kindness in the midst of this. So using as many or as few words as feels helpful to you. Could be that just one of these words really has a resonance that you 
appreciate. And you could just linger with that word. And you could also just sense what pace of saying the words helps to support staying engaged with the practice. Could be that it's a very slow pace that really enables you to marinate, to soak in this intention. Or it could be that the mind is very sleepy or agitated and that to say the phrase is more, a little bit more, with a little bit more pace is helpful to you to keep a sense of engagement. So just experimenting, adjusting. May I be safe and wow. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness. If you find it helpful, you could put a hand on your heart center, the middle of the chest, or even another hand on the belly center. And sensing the contact of those hands as the touch of friendliness, kindness, care, as you say the phrases, embody, the phrases. And as we play with these cultivations, these perceptions, you may find that you just want to linger with this wishing yourself well, breathing a sense of friendliness through your body and your heart-mind. But if you find it helpful, you could also open the awareness 
to somebody who you find it easy to wish well. Somebody for whom you have an, a pretty uh, easeful sense of goodwill, friendliness. And you could imagine that this arena of the body has kind of the arena of awareness has opened, including the body, but opening up to include the imagined or remembered sense of this other person, or it could be a pet, could be someone who you don't know personally, but you're just glad they're in the world. Somebody who you feel an appreciation and natural gratitude and appreciation for their presence. And sensing, if you can, as you bring this being to mind, this person to mind, how you naturally wish them well. And seeing if the phrases can be an expression of this well-wishing. May you be safe and well. May you be peaceful. May you live with ease and with kindness. I'm going to leave some silence now for you just to play with these two orientations of this practice. A metta for self, a metta for someone we find it easy to wish well for. And you may want to linger with just one of those You may want to alternate and move between them. We're just finding where there is some energy or interest. And really going with that as you cultivate this attitude. Keeping the sense of the body as the foundation, the ground, the anchor for this practice.
in the last few minutes of this practice, you might like to open the awareness out to the sense of all of us practicing here on this retreat together in this moment. Could include those who are not able to join us for this session. And sensing how by our presence and our practice, we're supporting each other. We're weaving a sense of community and mutual care and support. And, you know, just feeling the encouragement of that, feeling the blessing of that. And so can you, in the last couple of minutes, just have a sense of wishing well to all those with whom you're sharing these days of retreat. May we all be safe and well. May we be peaceful. May we live with ease and with kindness. Sensing how in this moment other people are wishing you well, just as you're wishing them well. Can you breathe that in and allow yourself to really feel that blessing of other people's goodwill in this moment?
may we all be safe and well in the midst of whatever conditions we're living through. May we all be peaceful. May we all live with ease and with kindness. So, thank you for your practice and cultivation of this beautiful quality. It's a quality that the Buddha says we can never have too much of, just like enjoyment, compassion, equanimity. We can never have too much friendliness. We can certainly have too little. And our world really needs this quality, doesn't it? really needs this quality so kind of individually and collectively it feels like such an important orientation to cultivate at this time such a support for wise action in the world and it does take patience so you may have found that your mind was wandering all over the place it got all a bit heady in the you know, lost contact with the body. What one also can sometimes find with this practice is it brings up its opposite. You know? So it can bring up feelings of frustration or aversion. Oh, I don't like metta, you know. All of that kind of, um, what the Buddha would call purification, where, we, where a practice brings up that which obstructs it so that we can see that more clearly. Um, And so really to be patient with all of that. Can you include all of that, the wandering mind, the frustration, whatever it is, include that within the the kind of embrace of goodwill. All of it can be held with kindness rather than with judgment. And it's like watering seeds. We just, day by day, just, just practice watering the seeds of kindness. Just watering the seeds in whatever way we find works for us. You know? So just an encouragement over the days of this retreat to make this practice as much part of your retreat as you would like. You know, for some of you, you may say, okay, actually, I'm going to spend every sitting doing this because this just feels so, so right for me at this time. Such a medicine for anxiety, or such a healing of the heart, you know. Or it may be something you just kind of drop in at the beginning and the end of sitting or walking periods. So just kind of beginning with a few breaths of metta, just to, orient the heart-mind to the practice. Um, of course, uh, as we're 
living at home at this time, great opportunity to, to practice behavioral meta, you know, to those with whom we share our space and, and to see what, what is it really to practice kindness at home, kindness in the streets, kindness going to shops, um, a kindness that is not about not having boundaries. You know, we may need our no, we may need our sense of actually, my nervous system is saying too much of this. I need to give myself kindness, take some time out, you know, to sense how um, we, as the Buddha puts it, are as deserving of kindness as any other being in the entire universe. The Buddha said that very clearly. And so, you know, to make this an exploration over these days uh, can only help, can only help <laughs> in our relationships, in our practice, in our lives. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.